It's no secret that our boy Issei Hyodo thinks a lot with his dick, but we here at Bad Anime think with our balls because we are sponsored by Manscaped. That is right. Use our code BAD20 or BAD20 at checkout and manscaped.com to buy anything with 20% off. That's really exciting. Thank you for supporting our podcast, and you can show us some other support by buying some ball things. But for now, strap in, strap up, strap on, lock, show. Let's do the show. It's bad. Anime. All righty, righty, right. My my name is John. And my name is Rob. And this is Bad Anime, the show where we decide, is, is this, this anime, anime bad? bad? Do you like tits? You, well, <laughs> well, well, well. Because we, cause we have more fun bags you can handle, more jumblies you can shake a stick at, more memories that will drive you batty. This is High School DxD. Well, I was going to say Season 2, but technically the name of the season is High School DxD New. Um, yes, and the W makes a pair of titties. It, it, I don't know. If don't, you don't, probably did notice that. I was about to say, uh, uh, don't you mean uh, yabos? I can't even remember any of the terms now. <laughs> there are just too many. Well, that's the thing. They they bombard you in the head like like a pair of um, jumblies, you know, to the point where you're just dizzy by the end of an average episode. More so this time around because I was trying to do a little prep for this episode. Okay. Because I, I remembered the key element season two, but I'm like, let me go through and reread some of the plot synopses and remember what happened. And then I was confronted by walls and walls of text. And I'm just like, okay, because one of the running themes of the first time we talked about DXD, season one, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. were famous for saying, the plot doesn't matter, which is a point I agree with, especially for season one. Yes. Things kind of take a different turn in season two. They, they do. I, I think that the plot becomes less in the background. It becomes more of a forefront of the show. Exactly. Um, by design, probably. Cause they're, yes. I, I'm sure somebody at the studio was like, all right, we got to actually do some storytelling here instead of just showing nip. But <laughs> the thing is, with this show, like, if you're not showing nip, you're not high school DXD. So they managed to, I think, with this season, if I can just mm. give give like an overarching thought real quick. Sure. This season, I think, accentuated the story. Yes. Brought more characterization with it. Mm. But also, also kept showing nip, baby. (laughs) So it's the same show, but just with more nip, more story, more Kiba. You know, it's got a little bit more of everything. And it's new. It's, It's new to me. And I was so, and, I was, yeah. that's why I was so excited to watch, for you to watch this season because you kept going on about Kiba, even though at that point he didn't, in season one, he didn't really do anything yet. He was just like a hot, like a random hot dude that everyone yes. was like, what? Kiba, ooh. Except for the girls in the occult research club. They very much view him like as a brother. Exactly. Um, but it not, which always was strange to me, but you know. Not even the he, anime he kind like of the brother. Hunk. Yeah. Yeah, not not even not even the Sword Art Online half brother, you know. Oh, fresh wounds, sir. Very very fresh wounds at time of recording. Yes, yes indeed. Yeah, that episode just got published recently, and I listened to it again. I'm like, oh yeah, season two, the second half of season one was kind of stupid. He just he just couldn't change his name in the fairy game, could he? He just couldn't 
had to be Kirito again, you know? Well, couldn't about, be Bouncy, couldn't be of a, Kazuto. Bouncy, thinking of another name is so hard. You're right. It is very difficult. He I could, can't even think of another name besides Kiba right now. Uh, well, I think I think the all your blood is currently flowing to your erection, so I can understand if you're getting a little loopy. <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't have a... Oh, let's move on to something else, please. <laughs> no, we are not, because Kiba actually <laughs> did something. Well, I want he, He's got a spotlight in this season, at least like the first... I mean... Couple he, episodes. And a story is told about Kiba, about his origin story, about his life, um, which, like, you know, we are going to get into, because I, I think that is probably one of the most important points of this season, is that mm -hmm. it does do a, put a lot more focus on the storytelling, as we've yes, said. Yes, yes. And Kiba's story... Uh, in this season is basically that he um, he was raised in like this program yes. that they were trying to develop a holy sword users, yes. I believe. Yes. Uh, to use these things called holy swords that are very good in fighting devils. Yes. Uh, because they just, it's pretty much like an insta kill. Like it's right. pretty rough for a devil yeah. to go against a holy sword. There are only a finite amount of ones uh, from what I ascertained. And yes. there are only, there's even less of uh, those that are actual real holy swords that are mm. pure holy swords that can damage people. Um, Kiba essentially went through this entire experimentation phase, got out alive yeah. um, to seek revenge on the people that made him do all this stuff and, and you know, killed all of his friends. In this yeah, I was about to say, that was, that was a big thing. A lot of his friends who mm -hmm. we made through the program were all killed off because of their inefficiencies. So yeah. Kiba's coming in like a hot-blooded young stud that He's he is. coming in hot. He looking is for pissed revenge. off. And he uh, Rias found him after he got out and she let him join up with the crew. Mm. So, you know, it, it's been some time since then. But this season sees a, a big activity for Kiba now, mm. kind of getting back in that because the Holy Sword's become a, a big plot point this season around. And I, honestly, if you wanted me to expand further, sorry. I can't do it. I can't do it. I, I got to say, like, they really tried. They really tried with the plot this wow. season. And it was very entertaining. I got to say, the whole season was very fun to watch. But oh my God. There, you know, like it got to a certain point and I was like, all right, I don't even know who this Sir Zex guy is. What is, what is this? What is he even doing? Who is he? There's like the fallen angels, there's the devils, there's, you know, the, 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 the angels. It just, it all got really jumbled. And the funny part was it got really jumbled, but I didn't care. <laughs> I didn't care that it got jumbled. Wow. Are you saying the plot guy here was overwhelmed by the amount of plot? It was too much plot. Too much say. plot. Okay. Too much plot. Because the first part of the show was, I felt, was perfect. Even mm. as a plot guy, like finishing the mm. first season, I knew at the end of that first season that, okay, the plot did not really, that was in the forefront of this, and that's fine. Let's yeah. just enjoy this. It's very funny. It's very entertaining. Yeah. This whole season, way too much i think they they tried to inject too much plot into it so mm -hmm. then it just became an overall mess they had like three different bad guys that kept recycling through in and out yeah um and it, it was just way too much and i just didn't understand the crossover and mid mid all of that everybody's mm -hmm. making jokes and like flinging boobs and i'm like this is hilarious mm -hmm. but what is going on in this scene <laughs> so Okay, I can understand that. Well, the thing is, yeah. we, people, we got some people who are very much established as vil Well, season two was, like I said, I don't know, jumbled to a point. But what they tried to do, at least from all my recollection, they tried to balance everything out between the three factions. Yes. The devils, right. fallen angels, and angels. 
Right. Um, I didn't expect it to be that diplomatic with them mm-hmm. saying like, okay, there's a place in the world for all of us. It's like, what? It's like, oh, only. It was very interesting, especially when they had like a table meeting yes. with like all of the factions gathered and they were like, let's agree. No war. And everyone was like, yeah, also I'm here for no war. And then it was like, oh. Yeah, me too. No war. I, I don't really like that idea of war, so let's just not do it. Yeah, so it was just very weird, though, because now through season one, we're led, led to believe that the fallen angels and the angels both have it out for devils. That mm-hmm. that just the difference is the fallen angels are more extreme. They originally kind of depicted it as the fallen angels being the extremists, you know what I mean? Like, they're the ones right. who fall from grace because out of sheer hatred and spite. Um, They kind of said... Here's the thing. I don't want to blame the production studio for this too much because it could have been very much the the work of the author of the light novels saying, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell an epic war story. And I'm like, if you want to do that, write a new epic war story. Don't cram one into your pre-existing series that was yeah. traditionally very light on story. But that becomes mm-hmm. a story in like the later half of the series. Um. And we even learn more about the inner workings of devil houses. You know, you know, Rias has her house, you know. Right. And they 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 dove into this last season as well, but they kind of expand upon it here where, you know, the whole chess thing with the whole the yeah. um the pawn, the rook, like Issei's the pawn. Mm-hmm. Well, Issei uh, is literally all the pawns. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He has the power of every pawn. That's yeah. right. Which is kind of sick. I mean, it just yeah, is. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, he's pretty just cool. that fucking powerful. Um but, you know, how everyone in her in Rias's family has the power of chess pieces. You know, she's the king. Akino's the queen. In many mm-hmm. ways, she's the queen. Um, yes. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, Konako. Konako is our rook with, like, the increased strength, which is funny because she's a little cat girl fit demon thing. Mm. And then right. we have Kiba. And they expand more on the lore of knights because who are the swordsmen in this, you know, uh, right. little fiasco we have going on here. We meet two um, angels, or are they, or are they just holy warriors? I kind of forget. Um, we have Issei. I think they're, yeah, like uh, of the church. I yes, guess of the church. Yes, uh, we have because e- neither of them are are, are dead. No, uh, yet. Uh, but it's Zenovia and Irina. Yeah, and yeah, those are these two hot, busty new waifu candidates who show up. Irina, pretty much, yeah. Irina is um, Issei's childhood friend, which he doesn't have a very strong memory of. And no. I think at one point he even says, like, he wait, thought, He thought she was a boy. He's like, wait, weren't you a dude? Yeah, yeah. And she shows up and she's like, Issei, remember you from childhood? And he was like, whoa, you have what? Boobs? And You're of course, not a dude? But I will say this is where the comedy of the show shines through again. Because whenever Issei looks at another female, you have three or four females all getting very mad at Issei for doing that. <laughs> but then fawning over his affection later. It's it, very funny. Well, exactly, because at this point in the show, um, well, Rias and um, Asio were already there in terms of, like, yeah. sweating that dick hard. And they both actually moved into Issei's house. They did. Uh, it's at the point where they, like, sleep with him every night. And uh, I got to say, like, 
to bring it back to like what makes this made the show special, especially after the like the first episode, I, I took a lot of notes in the first few episodes just on like funny shit that happened. And then yeah. I just started to just enjoy it myself and then just didn't care anymore about right. notes. Gotcha. But <laughs> uh, at the beginning of episode one, Rias uh, basically asks Issei if he, he wants to bone. Mm. And Issei responds with, oh, well, I'm, I'm a dude. So, yes, that works. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I forgot just, about that. Asia like removes her clothes and tries to get into bed with Issei and Rhea, so they all sleep naked together every night. Because mm-hmm. um, uh, Asia quote doesn't want to be left out anymore. Yes. Um, I my note early on was I'm very happy the show hasn't changed at all, and they even leaned in a bit more mm-hmm. this season. Uh, all the club meetings uh, or most of the club meetings now are at Issei's house, and his parents are just okay with that. They yes. they call them at one point. The mom calls them the Insult Research Club. So it's very <laughs> oh my god. The parents, the oh. obliviousness of the parent characters in the show is gets me every time. Every time. And the dad just being like, "It's great, it's great that we all have all this company, but I just can't understand why you all like Issei." <laughs> He's just constantly bad, like ragging on his son, even though he has two gorgeous girls living with him, sleeping in their bed every night, his bed every night. To the point where the entire first episode, I thought, was essentially everybody sexually assaulting Issei, but him loving every second of it. Yes. Um, there is one quote that he said when uh, Rias and Asya are standing over him with their titties out. Yes. And he says, we have reached titical mass. Uh, so... <laughs> The the lines just get even better this season. I I must say, I must say. But yeah, and and to your point earlier, we did add some. Yeah, we did add some new characters. We added Zenovia, and we did add um, Irina. I mean, essentially, how this works out is Mm -hmm. that um, Irina is right. Is not down with the devils. No, she's not. Zenovia. Uh, discovers that God is dead, yes. apparently. Um, and then she's like, oh, all right. Like, I guess the church really doesn't matter anymore. So I'm going to mm-hmm. join the devils. Yep. And then um, she becomes um, the second knight. Yeah. Yes, the second knight. And she's also the other sword, sword wielder. And the reason Irina doesn't come to become a devil is because she doesn't know God's dead. And Zenobia is like, I just didn't want to spoil it for you. But yep. she eventually <laughs> finds out later. Yeah. Um, so Zenobia joins the devils and... Uh, they're all trying to kind of do a couple things this season, one of which take down the the Holy Sword experiment guy yes. who's running around. He's like a scientist kind of character. Yeah. Um, but another big point of this whole season is that uh, Issei's Red Dragon Emperor guy, yes. his boosted gear, uh, keeps like yelling at him and he's like, we're going to have to eventually fight the White Dragon Emperor. And Issei's like, rough. Um, I don't know. I don't know when that's happening, but and, and the, I, I love care. the way. Yeah. Oh my god, I love the way the dragon talks to to Issei because it's just so frank. Yeah. But like his voice sounds so epic, but he's just like, "Yeah, bro, we're gonna have to fight this guy eventually." And Issei's like, "Well, okay." My, cool. my favorite is when the dragon emperor is just fed up with Issei's behavior. He actively hates yeah. him. And there's even one point when Issei gets like proficient at stuff like disintegrating clothes. Actually, I don't, and I don't remember if this is the season or not, but fuck it, it's a spoiler if it is. And just the Red Dragon Emperor starts crying because that's what he has to do. <laughs> like, <laughs> just hating like, his of life. Of course, out of all the people I could be attached to, I'm not attached to a weakling. I'm not attached to a strong person. I am attached to a pervert. And that is the only thing I'm that a, I have in my life now. I'm attached to this perverted, perverted soul. And 
And now the yeah, the Red Dragon Emperor just flares up now because it was um in the end of the last season, Is- Issei sacrificed his arm. So now yes. his arm's technically property of the Red Dragon Emperor. It expanded, and sometimes he'll just have this giant arm of battle armor appear out of nowhere. And then yeah. the occult research club has to quickly calm it down. He's like, oh, fuck. And so, I I would love to go into detail about how they calm it down. Yeah, don't they just, like, rub it down, like, weirdly sexually? No, no, no. It's, it's much more fascinating than that. Okay. Uh, so the way the way that so they have to get the energy out of Issei's arm, yeah, um, rather often. Mm-hmm. And how they do that is it, it it's an Akano job, uh, of course and it is. both of those words you can take literally yep. uh, because what Akano does is she she just has to suck Issei's fingers. I forgot about un- this. Yeah, until he basically comes. Yep. <laughs> That happens at least like two to three times throughout this entire season. And the first time it happens, everybody's like, well, I can know you know what to do. And she's like, oh, yes, I do. And he says, like, what's happening? And she's like sucking his fingers. And it's obviously very sexual the whole time. And he mm-hmm. says, like, oh, my God. Oh. And then he just, just you know, um, creates some comes. pearly whites in his pants, essentially. Yep. And uh, she's like, well, all done. Fantastic. And uh, I think this this kind of bonding leads Akano to, to this season really, really come through as a as a waifu candidate and start falling uh, for, for Issei. Issei. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's the great because um, the only episode I remember like weirdly in depth is the pool episode because mm-hmm. it's the one episode. Oh, the beach episode. Oh my god. Well, no, remember is that a pool? So it's functionally oh, the pool. It's functionally a beach episode where the story comes to a complete halt. So we just look at some titties for a half hour. Pretty much. Um, and I, I got to say, I did remember this episode because you showed this episode to me years ago. With I no think, context. Like, yeah. You got to see this. And I was like, okay. Yep. And I remembered pretty much all of it, especially the part where Zenobia asked Issei very straight up, because like, hey, would you mind impregnating me? Yep. And he's like, excuse me? Yep. <laughs> and earlier in that same episode, Akido just tried to have sex with him. Yep, very much so. Yeah, she and comp- leading to kind of a competitive thing with Akino and Rias and whatnot. Yep, yep. Um, so there's like some competitive energy there. So basically everybody a, wants Issei there, to bone them. There was a great line from Asia in that episode when they catch Zenobia about to do the deed. And Asia says something to the effect of, Issei, you idiot. I, why did you tell me that's what you wanted? I would have done it. And Issei's like, huh? <laughs> Excuse me? It's like, well, what, now I know. It's like, she's been... Sl- She's been sleeping in your bed naked for weeks. I think she wants to bone. It's bad. Listen here, listeners. I know your balls are looking nice, but you know what could use a shape up? Your beard. And breaking news, Manscaped now sells beard products. That's right. They're once again revolutionizing men's grooming with the brand new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. From a beard trim to a fresh save, the technology behind the Beard Hedger Pro Kit allows you to shape your signature beard look. Now you can finally use Manscaped products to make your drapes match your carpet by going to manscaped.com and using code BAD20, that's B-A-D-2-0, for 20% off and free shipping. And ain't that great. Now back to the anime. It's bad. There's also one line in the pool episode that really got me. And this mm. is one of those. I think I talked about this uh, in yep. our in our season one review as well. Yep. 
there are these random offshoot lines that aren't even sexual that are very funny. Yes. And this whole season, the one that I wrote down that was like a not at all like no titties, mm-hmm. no nothing, yeah. no like sexual nature. It's when Zenovia is um on Issei and yeah. she's like speaking and her voice is very straightforward, right? Yes. And just very like direct. And she doesn't really right. uh get like fluctuate a lot. Yeah, and it's very, very forward. Yeah. Exactly. And um so I think Issei or somebody is like Zenovia, why are you so dramatic all the time? And she just responds, that's just my voice. <laughs> I forgot about that. It's magnificent. But I do remember that line. It's like, that's just my voice. And it's like, huh. It's, it's neat. It is magnificent. And the amount of other lines that are mm-hmm. in here, like I have Issei saying at one point, um, forgive that ass. Don't spank it. When when Rias is forced to discipline Issei yes. and Asia for doing something that they shouldn't yes. have done, which is help Kiba, yes, <laughs> um, against their against Rias's will, yeah, um, they she basically has to give them one hundred spankings, and she gives Asia one, and she's like, "That's enough, you're fine," and gives Issei the Nine, other ninety nine. <laughs> so that that's where the show succeeds. That's where it I shines, think. and that's where season two succeeds because as we go on later in the show. Um, there come up to be these characters that I don't exactly know what they want, but uh, there is this one character that makes himself known um, and wants to destroy the town and the school. Hmm. He's like this big, big, like fallen angel, I guess, vampire-y looking guy. Mm, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember his name, but he really wants to level the town. In the contrast and to the other fallen angel we get, who is like Issei's. Because remember, Issei's, a lot of Issei's early work in the Devils is him doing odd jobs that people would summon a demon for. And this one yep. dude just like summons Issei to like to casually play video games or whatever. Yeah. And, but, but, but he's in a bathrobe the entire time. And it's a little subversive because you think he's going to eventually ask Issei to fuck. But no, the giant black angel wings come out and say... Uh, yeah, I'm a fallen angel. You're a good company, kid. Yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna kill yeah. you and get out of here, scamp. It's like, who was this guy? And I who honestly am forgetting his name as we speak. Was that his, his name only because I have it up is uh, Sir Zex. Yeah, uh, Alexiel was the was the dumb was the dumb name of the dumb fairy person in uh, Angel Sanctuary. Mm. Ah, ah. All these names mesh together, really. Like Sir Zex is is that guy's name. Um, wait, was that know, Sir, wait, was that Sir Zex or what was Sir Zex? What was um Rios's brother's name? Oh, maybe that is maybe that's Sir Zex. Yeah, that's Sir Zex. Yeah, I just googled it. Yeah, no, that was that is the Devil King. Oh, so yeah, so the blonde guy. I, I forget who that is actually. Yeah the, yeah, the black and the blonde guy. I'm trying. I completely forget his name. Oops, I have <laughs> no idea. I, yeah. I really just see that's what that's what this season did to me though. Like I had so many random characters and random oh, things um, going on. Um, uh, Azazel, Volley, Azazel, Azazel, Azazel. You were close with Alexiel, actually. Azazel. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So Azazel was um was the was like the guy like the weird who we think is a pervert but actually is just the leader of the Fallen Angels going like mm. it was just kind of fucking with Issei for a bunch of episodes. Like why are you doing yeah, this? I, I don't know why he was doing that, but. I, by the way, before, I yeah. love the fuck out of Sir Zex. Um, I oh, also, yeah. Yes. Yes. The Devil King. Rias's brother. Yeah. Um, He's just the ultimate dude where it's like. He's such a dude. Where I remember the great scene where like 
it was a uh, Sir Zex and Issei. They're both in like Issei's room. Yeah, and, and, yeah. And Issei's like, sorry, I have to like sleep on a floor. You're a king. He's like, actually, this is nice to be like normal for a change. I, it's nice to have not too many people sucking my dick all night. It, it was so funny. Both Rias and Asia had a mental break, breakdown because they couldn't sleep with Issei that night. I love Rias in particular. Like, oh, Issei, whatever will you do? However will you sleep? Don't forget me. <laughs> it's like, don't forget me, Issei. So needlessly dramatic, which I loved. I kind of love that duality with Rias where one minute she is the all-powerful, like, daughter of the um the Gremory family and then next thing you know she's just this whiny little baby yeah she's like i got feelings too Issei. exactly i love it i love it i love the contrast of that but sir zex is like basically i don't remember the extent of the conversation but he's like Issei, you want to bone my sister hard don't you yeah pretty go, much go for it scamp it's like okay it's like what is this conversation well because like what like i remember like it was just such a they had a lot a lot of fun with it in the dub but i just remember him basically the whole thing was him going like yeah i approve it's okay you guys could be together but he's like you want to touch her boobs don't you <laughs> it's like like it's a, bro it's, it's, what are you talking about it's stop this, saying that you're it, her brother it's like it's weird you're calling your you're basically calling your sister hot but you know this is anime so some stuff we've seen just, we've seen worse we have seen much much worse we have seen much worse and we're probably going to continue to see much worse as the time goes on yes, unfortunately we um, yes we will but yeah and that's the thing um the show did really dump a lot of new characters on us you know sir zex azazel and all yes. the, the leaders of these houses um, the problem was it dumped a lot of characters on it on us in a very short amount of time but also tried to make them all seem important. Um, we and didn't it, even, it didn't work we for didn't a even, lot of them. We didn't even talk about the little uh, trap boy. M- Michael? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Was it Michael? I'm trying to remember who, what his name was. Um, I don't know. Mikhail? Mikhail? I don't know. Mikhail? Mikhail or something? Mikhail. Because Michael was the, um, the angel guy. Oh, like, I don't no. know. Like the... Like the the head honcho of their their group yeah, who was at yeah, like the yeah, negotiation yeah. table, that was Michael and Angel. Uh, this this other guy, I I don't remember what his name was. Mikael, maybe. Yeah, I, I have no idea. I'm tr- see. No, this I'm... is this is what they did. Gasper. This is it was they... Gasper. Gasper. Yes. Yeah, it's crazy because uh, like yes. when you really look at the plot synopsis, they really introduced these guys from episode eight to twelve. So in five episodes, they just dump all these people on you. They're long as hell, too. These, like, plot synopses. Like, I, I mean, obviously, I had to refresh my memory a little bit before we got started. But, like, at, at the same time, like, all these mm-hmm. plot synopses are long as heck. And I'm reading through them, and I'm like, who are all these characters? I really just don't know them yeah, at the end I, of the day. Like, I, yeah, I, it's just the core group that I'm really here for. And that yeah, that's the thing. Um, because what season one did, it was so character-heavy and let the story, the character, the story take a backseat, get to know the characters. They started doing that in this season, but then they just kept dumping more and more characters at a very fast pace. Again, I don't know if this mm-hmm. was a the anime production team deciding this. I don't know whether or not the author of the light novels took it in that direction and they had to set a role with it. I'm more likely mm-hmm. to le- believe the latter because of events that happened later in the show's production. But it just got kind of messy. And to be honest, I didn't even yeah. – at the time, I didn't really understand what the hell was happening in the finale of the show. 
world. Mm-hmm. There was the white dragon, but they're like there's different sects and different factions within the three main factions. They have all these yeah, like, subplots. That was a little weird. They they really tried to tie too many things together way too quick. Yeah. Uh, without explaining any of them, but even if they did explain them, I feel like it would be it would have been just generally uninteresting, mm-hmm. anyways. Yeah. Uh, compared to everything else that was going on in the show, which was f- fun. Exactly. Uh, so it it was just I I felt like they were it was very it was very much like any time I got like a plot dump too. It was like oh it's study time school time. Here's yeah. the exposition and here's like who this is and here's what they're trying to do. Yes. Here's why they're trying to do it. Right. By the way, we're fighting them now. Yeah. <laughs> like okay, all right, like that. All right, all right, sure, whatever. And even to the point where I. D- it's hard to recall what happens in the last episode, but I do remember that at the beginning of the season, right, uh, the Red Dragon Emperor says to Issei, we're going to have to fight the White Dragon Emperor and whoever their host is. Mm. Um, and that happens, right, at the very end. Yes. And Issei fights the White Dragon Emperor. Uh, and the White Dragon Emperor is 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 pretty dirty, man. He's yeah. pretty nasty. He, he kicks Issei's ass yes. a, a lot. And then Issei, uh, and I think at one point, the reason Issei won the entire fight, which of course he does, yeah. but the reason he won the entire fight is that the White Dragon Emperor, I think, threatened to remove boobs from the world or threatened to make everybody's boobs smaller. And yes. Issei was like, all right, you can literally kill my family, but you cannot do that. I remember the Red Dragon Emperor was embarrassed. It's like, uh He's like, is this really what it takes to get you good, man? <laughs> I do. And he's like, I think there was a there was a whole scene where Issei was like talking himself up and he was like imagining Rius's beautiful big titties. Any smaller than they are is just impossible for me to do. Also, think of Konako. <laughs> Her boobs are so small as it is. <laughs> it was fucking hilarious and Mm -hmm. that is and that is what i wanted from the show that is the reason he was able to beat the white dragon emperor not because he believed in himself no it's because the white dragon emperor threatened to shrink all boobs in the world and that's why because isei is a perv first and foremost and wants a harem Mm. and that it was the perfect i thought it ended so well mm-hmm. all that shit they they stuck a landing it wasn't the landing because mm-hmm. i don't even know whether like what was the point of fighting the white dragon emperor in that point but mm-hmm. it, it it was an ending and then after that uh azazel mm-hmm. uh the fallen angel guy yeah becomes the advisor the advisor of the occult research club going forward so that's that's for season three um but but yeah, I, I I thought like it did get really jumbled and weird and all these characters coming in. But w- when they had to do the thing, they did the thing, and I thought it was very funny and it mm-hmm. it went over well and it did what it was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. But they they just really they almost lost me a few times when I was watching. Gotcha. If, if it wasn't as funny and engaging, yeah, every episode and they didn't have good quips and good mm. lines, okay, I would have gotten lost. I think I would have just, I probably, if I didn't have to watch it for the show and that was happening and they didn't have the humor to keep up with it, I, it would have been gone for me, I feel like. But because mm-hmm. they had that humor, I was still in it. And because they had the intrigue of like, ooh, who's going to end up with Issei, even though, of course, nobody is because he wants a harem. But, you know, you could see like Akano moving in. You could see Asya and Rias and even... um. Uh, Zenovia, I almost said Xanadu. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Olivia Newton-John. Olivia Newton-John. Uh, but yeah, I, I thought 
in general, without all that, it would have been very flat if they just relied on the plot, uh, mm. which made me think of, uh, this is what Angel Sanctuary is. <laughs> just <laughs> with, Angel Sanctuary just didn't have a fun hook, and yep. this has a fun hook. Exactly. Um, when it comes to season two of their show, I kind of said, oops, because I firmly came in today before I reviewed the show. I said, oh, fuck, I'm screwed because a lot of my memories were actually from season three. So, oh. so I'm like, oh, crap, what the fuck happened in season two? So I quickly reviewed and I remembered some key elements of key episodes. I remember Kiva's arc very well. Mm-hmm. And up to the end of the pool episode and then afterwards. That was very well defined. I felt like Kiba's arc was very well defined. Yeah, so the first half of the show kind of was solid in terms of keeping the story, the plot, and um, story, pl- sto- sorry, the plot, character work, and the humor all balanced, right? Yeah. Um, it got a little too plot heavy as the show went on. The humor was never lost. Yeah. Um, this was kind of a transitional season in a lot of ways because they're building, they're they're doing a lot of building up to like much larger mm-hmm. stories, but they kind of the execution was a little rushed, little little haste was taken when it didn't need to be, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it did drop the ball a little bit. I think it's fair to say this show wasn't this season wasn't as complete of a package as the first season because the first season I, I had such an that. amazing balance. This mm-hmm. show. This season was um a little disappointing in some ways. Um, mm-hmm. but I remember being very high on Zenobia when I first when I first watched the season because she's a very funny straight man. To all the wild yeah. zaniness going on, she is having her so be deadpan the entire time really gets a chuckle on me every time. I so, think so too. So I really enjoyed her presence. She brought a great di- uh, contrast to the team. Um. Issei freaking out about Gasper originally was pretty funny. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. another dude. He's a dude. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no more dudes. Only babes from here on out. <laughs> Except Kiba, you stay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Kiba, you're cool. We, we like you, Kiba. Yeah, so looking back, season two was a little bit more of a mess than I remembered in terms of the ending and how to deliver certain key plot elements. And the pacing was a little, again, one of the, my quickest complaints with Japanese media is the pacing and kind of fucking it up. Um, but mm-hmm. then again, I understand Japanese pacing and Western pacing is different. Right. But even so, some things are a little rushed here, unfortunately. Yeah, so I felt that too. This season was messy, but to get to our final thoughts, um, cannot call it bad yet. Not going to mm-hmm. do that mm-hmm. because... There were some outrageously funny moments and some kind of cool shit going on with Kiba in there. And occasionally, yeah. you know, just the comedy just carried the show through. This season in particular, even like the, 100%. after the midpoint of the season, the comedy kind of pulled it through. Um, there was a lot of seeds to see- lay this season. And I propose, let's keep this train rolling. Let's get to season three because some, I will, this is... Um, foreshadowing here but some of my favorite episodes in the series are in the next season really okay wow okay that's a good sign that's a good omen well it's fair i said favorite episodes let's see how Ah. much weight that holds next time Mm. but bouncy i'm sorry we didn't get to your thoughts yeah i i mean i also i also have to go with not bad uh 
It really wasn't. I, I think even though mm-hmm. even though I, 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 I did complain a bit about how they, were, they tried too much with the plot this time around, mm-hmm. I will say that every episode I was excited to watch the next episode. Mm-hmm. I think that there were elements about some – and for, for that reason, I mean, it was either because I was excited about the next episode to see like, oh, um, you know, what – I, what funny stuff are they going to say in the next episode? Or what I found more likely than not in this second season was, mm. all right, let's see if this plot shit ends anytime soon so we can get to the fun part. <laughs> that was pretty much where I was at, like where my head was at the whole mm. time watching the second season. Like the Kiba arc was great. I thought that was really good. I thought that worked, that really helped us like understand a little bit better our defined mm. characters. Yes. Um, but after that, towards the second half, it, it kind of like got pulled in all these people who I was like, who the fuck are you? Like, I don't really care. Can we just, can we just get to the part where like Issei is like deciding between Akano and Rias and like things happen, like shenanigans ensue? Because that was what I was really looking forward Mm. to um, episode to episode, like kind of more like slice of life stuff than I was like the whole, you know, badass fight stuff. Right. So yeah, it just, uh, it just proves what you came here for. And um, a lot of people came in here with the, um, I, I don't really know how people approach DxD a lot of the time because I know I know some people mm. personally who are very into the story and I'm like mm. really and yeah and, and they're like I mean and they're like don't get me wrong yeah. I love all the boobs and the jokes <laughs> but then I, I know some people who watch exclusively the sub and I'm like you gotta watch the dub and it's like yeah. they're like well no the dub's too funny I'm like that's the point that's the point it's it's <laughs> high school girls with size z boobs fighting demons fallen <laughs> angels and angels if you don't think there's any element of comedy in the original you need to get your stick out of your ass it's that simple you're crazy you're crazy because th- this plot was so mm-hmm. weirdly dense and like yes. very strange yeah. to follow and it it's it's not and i gotta say like as I, I can't recall some of the elements of the plot, but as someone that actually paid attention and watched every episode throughout mm-hmm. and paid attention to the plot, I can honestly tell you right now, it does not matter. <laughs> do not, <laughs> once again, do not worry about it. At least that's my take. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Just just have fun. Relax. Have a good time. Don't read too much into shit. Just like be entertained. Yeah. That's all I have to say about this show for the second season. Have fun. Not bad. Not bad. Fun. Just a fun time. Um, they they get a little serious sometimes. That's okay. I think it needs that for the balance. Right. But as far as the characters, extra characters coming in, as far as like them trying to do stuff with like the fallen angels, devils, and the and the angels, all that stuff, the politics of it, don't read too much into it. <laughs> it's it's just a fun time, and we'll see if I feel the same way when season three comes around. Yeah, once let's do. I say next time let's uh, let's. Well, not next time because we have more episodes released before that. But I say, bounce you and I have some more viewing to do, and we I have some so. more, more opinions to form because we got we have t- there's two other seasons of High School DxD with a fifth one on the way. So, wow, fifth one. Wow. Ooh. Okay. Wow. Th- okay. I so think, we we're in this for the long haul. I think. I think we're in this for a long haul, my friend. Cheers. Ayo. Cheers, buddy. Well, thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll uh, we'll see you next time. We'll see you soon. It's bad. 
Wow. Oh my God. What a rousing podcast of anime conversation. Am I right, my compares? Am I right, my weebdom? Anywho, uh, yeah, you can send us a message if you want. Did you like this podcast? Did you hate this podcast? Do you want to kill me? Do you want to drench me in Calaxisaur blood and watch me drink it? That's fine. Just send us an email at badanimepod at gmail.com or DM us on our Instagram at badanimepod, all one word. You can also find us on YouTube as badanime, and you can leave a comment on whatever video you want to leave a comment on. We'll read them all anyways. We don't care. I love you. Kiss, kiss. Simple Equations Podcast Network.